0: What's up? It's your man Chuck, resident member of the Garrison Division. And it's really interesting things going on in the nighttime here in Parody. And you got my co host.
1: It's your girl Mikasa taking charge this week. And you are listening to another episode of Black on Time.
0: Speaking of taking charge this week, um, how'd you feel about our. Boy, John.
1: How do you feel about him since you brought him up?
0: I felt like this is pretty much a John episode in the same way that we got a Connie episode last week. hmm It was really interesting following him because uh, I remember we were talking about his psyche earlier a couple of episodes ago and just how he was thinking um and becoming a Jaegerist and all that whatnot. So it was really cool to see some introspection in that this episode.
1: Well, I mean yes, I, I agree it was a John episode. And I feel like, I mean, seeing inside of his psyche was essentially what I thought it would look like anyway. Um, because if anyone was at least committed to Aaron, it's always been John. So it was no surprise.
0: Yeah. Um John was always the least committed. He was always definitely the most self-centered in uh, this episode. Well, in the group, but in this episode especially. Um, It's
1: interesting that, you know, he starts off thinking about what his life could be, but it's funny because it's like your life wouldn't be, this life you're dreaming wouldn't be possible without Aaron. And so, it's funny.
0: Yeah, it is kind of funny because he's either going to try to stop Aaron or be committed to Aaron, and just either way, I don't think he would have actually been happy um, because even and I'm I will get to that, but uh, he just didn't look happy regardless of the outcome. So. Speaking of him um, not really being focused, uh, you want to get into the episode?
1: Sure. So, we open up this episode with John daydreaming or nightdreaming um, about what life could look like, you know, if he was to so just sit there and stay and, you know, be Flock's lackey. And it was kind of funny because, like, you know, he was talking about his wife and his um, future children and grandchildren with this Mikasa look-alike with long hair. And I thought that was funny. Because <laughs> I'm what like, what like. Mm, mm, okay, if this is what your dreams look like, who am I to judge? But I was like, this is very interesting. And then, you know, we see John... Um, well, we see the reality of John's imagination and Hondie's outside and, you know, letting him know, like, you know, hey, John, come and see me if you want. And it was just very interesting that he actually, you know, was in that kind of mental state because I thought that he would be more put together out of the group, but it's nice to see him be vulnerable.
0: See, I... I definitely get what you mean about him being the most put together, um, but it's always seemed to me like he's had just as many um, psychological issues in terms of getting things together as everybody else has in the group. He just puts together a better outward face because, like, even in his um, dream. He didn't really seem content. Like he wasn't with his family, he was just outside True. on the balcony drinking. And he's not like he was smiling or anything like that. Like he
1: was I just,
0: just sorry. Oh no, you're good. I was just saying, like he was just thinking about all this stuff, and he still seemed to be in a unsettled mood, even having all of these things that he thought was his heart's desire.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's essentially why he left to go meet Hanji. But I think even seeing him meet her and is there, he doesn't look like he came, like, willingly. He's just like, I mean, I'm here to see what y'all talking about. But, you know, I don't think his mind was still made up until, you know, further on in their conversation. <laughs> but we see that, you know, Hanji has infiltrated and found John and Mikasa has called her up on everything that happened. And, you know, she's apologizing for being the commander, but not being there to, you know, even contribute to this disaster that's happened up until this point. And so um, Hanji's explaining, you know, how they've teamed up with some stragglers. And I'm like, girl, those are not stragglers. Those are literally top officials for marley but i mean okay i guess you know to get your story across to get people on your side you know say what you gotta say and so um hanji asks for their help you know even though she's not their leader because the military as they know it is not the same but she still wants help and you know before she even finished talking me Constance like i'm gonna help like you know i don't want Aaron to keep killing people the way he has been and you know she asks. How are they going to do it? And Hanji's like, well, it really just depends on, you know, who all we can gather up because, you know, I understandably so. The plan changes based on how many Titans you got involved. Then, you know, who can actually do something to stop Aaron? Because nine times out of 10, most of these people cannot. So that was um, interesting. And I feel like Hanji was trying to avoid saying that they were going to kill Aaron. Um, just because Mikasa is one of the people that they do need on their side.
0: Because she, yeah. But in that same scene, I thought it was kind of interesting how um, Jean was arguing back and forth with Hanji. Um, like, when Hanji was trying to convince him, like, because Mikasa... I don't think
1: he was arguing. I think he was showing just the other point of view
0: but how dedicated is he to these points of views because like he was playing devil's advocate if you will a couple episodes ago which is like a couple days ago right and they still ended up in the situation with the uh jaegers nazis taking over again and it kind of seems to me like he's kind of trying to find somebody to answer these questions for himself i don't know so it was just really kind of interesting to see how, how that conversation was playing out
1: i wouldn't say that he was trying to get somebody to answer the question i feel like he knew the answers already because you know like he even said like you know Hanji was like well we can just you know hold off for a few more years and he was like we've done that already you know, we've given a few years, and we came up with nothing, so what is a few more years going to do, and she had a point, understandable, and it's like, I mean, the rumbling's already happening, and I do think John is wondering, like, what can we possibly do to stop him, you know, without killing him, and that's the answer that everybody is looking for, um, and I think, you know, he doesn't want to kill Aaron, but, you know, there's, yeah. there's several things that he's still wrestling with. I mean, I feel like he was just wrestling with everything the entire episode. So, yeah. like, you know, yes, he said he was going to help because he's a scout, but I think, you know, John upholds his values a lot. And, you know, his personal, like, what his personal code is. Like, you know, he wants to live a comfortable life. So, like, you know, he said he feel like he deserves that. And, you know, understandable, but now that you know everything that's happening, you know, is this, are you really comfortable with it? Like, you know, being in the interior and like, what, you know, you gained this happy lifestyle, but it's all a facade essentially because you did literally help, you know, murder everyone in the world just so you could have this kind of lifestyle. So, I don't know. It was interesting.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. Um, my bad. But you mm-hmm. think
1: So, you know, John is like, okay, so then what? And you know, like he started explaining everything. And then Hanji is just like, we're not gonna justify genocide. And that was interesting to me as well, considering, you know the attack on Marley was kind of, you know, a casualty of civilians as well, so that's why, never mind, I'll bring it up when it comes, but.
0: mm -hmm.
1: I, like, the attack on Marley,
0: it was, but it wasn't like a genocidal act, and I think, like, that, well, when we get to that, like, I feel like that's why it, it plays a difference in like everything else that everybody else has done um throughout the show but like when she was giving her whole reasoning Hanji was uh for not allowing the genocide uh that was like really stuck with me like you know how like they had all of the scouts I was gonna
1: get to that oh my bad
0: I thought my bad
1: so yes you know Hanji's justifying that you know they're not going to contribute they're not going to justify genocide and you know she's telling them that they're doing this for the OG scouts and then you see like the little mirage of the OG scouts looking on her and I'm like oh my gosh I'm about to tear up like that really that wasn't emotional because you do see all these people who lost their lives and you know to titans or being killed by titans they are you know, fighting Titans, fighting Zeke, whatever it was, you know. And then seeing John see Marco, like, they're really, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you got to say yes. And then, of course, he said yes, he was going to help. But it was just, that was a really emotional thing for me. It gave me goosebumps seeing that.
0: Yeah, it really did uh, give me some chills seeing all the uh, scout vestiges, and whatnot, like it was kind of turning um, a turning point for me because it reminded me of when messages, um, yeah, you know, looking. <laughs> I mean, that's that's essentially what it was. The, um, um,
1: the messages talked back though, so.
0: I mean, yeah, but different. This is more for
1: our benefit, bet, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, but yeah, it it, it helps and whatnot. Uh, they 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 helped to turn the tide because the best just couldn't always talk. So you know, maybe they just need to spend a little bit more time memory. Yeah. Uh,
1: they gonna talk all right.
0: They can do more than that. But um When she gonna be de- dead,
1: yeah, they're gonna be talking to her because they gonna be all in the same afterlife together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. But it it was just really cool how uh, it was shot, and I, as this mm-hmm. was happening, the um, credits were rolling for like the intro stuff, so they didn't have the intro. Mm-hmm. This, no, I'm glad. This week, I mean it it was really I thought it was really cool because you know they're having this like private secret conversation, and you know how the intro is like all of this screaming and yelling mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I thought it, like, lined up very nicely that they're having this discreet conversation and then they just have this discreet intro. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Like, that was probably my favorite part about that. So just the subtlety of that.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that. Um, so, yeah, after the title card.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so after the title card, we come up to the present day or what's happening right now and you see Hanji, and she's cutting up some potatoes to make some soup and whatnot, and everybody is kind of just standing around the fire, and it kind of, it, it, it kind of gets to the conversation because there's this iciness in the air, so you have the scouts looking at uh, the barley faction, and um, Magath is like, so what changed y'all minds to everything going on like if aaron does what he's doing then y'all get this paradise for the devils that you really are and as he's saying all of this john pretty much well before john but Hanji's like we've i've said it already we don't want to support genocide like let's just nip it in the bud. And Magga just keeps throwing these shots. And he's like, you found a sense of
1: justice. He's so disrespectful. Oh, my gosh. Like. The most disrespectful. You're not even an LD. Everybody else here is. Let's gang up on him.
0: Oh, man. And I I don't really like that he's doing it. Because it's, it's wholly unnecessary now that you're very all. Very
1: much so. Because it's like, why do you still think you have an upper hand here? You, because you don't like, like you talking real quick to some people who are being very generous with you because they could have killed you and strung you up and had your head on a pipe, Game of Thrones style.
0: Like, let's be real, the only reason you're still alive is because of our girl, the stallion titan. Literally,
1: and that's it. She's your bodyguard.
0: <laughs> if it wasn't for her, you'd be good and gone, like the rest of the Marley people are. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it now. Fodder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's not fodder, he's not fodder.
1: I didn't say he was. I said he could have been.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. At least, yeah, yeah. But, so, as he's going, like, trying to like, low-key go in on the audience, John's like, wait, you think we're the devils for fighting off the problems that y'all were sending our way (laughs) we we the devils because we ain't want to get eaten alive does that sound like devils to you and maggots is like (laughs) "Yup," as he's getting drunk and that just incises john even more and he john's like you talking all this shit And if y'all had never broke down the walls in the first place and Aaron didn't have to watch his mom get eaten alive in front of him, he wouldn't be doing none of this. But no, y'all made him use the rumbling. Y'all did all of this. And it wasn't even necessary. And Mac is like, oh, so you want to talk about some history? And at this point, it kind of got to like some oppression Olympic levels. Cause he's like Marley got traumatized by Elia first, and Elia started all the problems, and we're just doing um, damage control, just so you know. And John's like, two thousand years, like y'all y'all still doing this after two thousand years, so they're not seeing eye to eye, and they just keep going back and forth, and nobody looks comfortable, cause like they pan over to um Reiner and Gabby and Falco and you just like seeing everything that's going on as they're having this conversation so it's really kind of just interesting to see how tense everything is um with like everybody's just listening to the conversation and thinking about not only um what's going on currently, but just how everything has transpired to the point where it's at. And then Hanji cut and cuts the tension and cuts the back and forth, like it's silly to talk about the past and none of us were there. And then she makes her own little job and she's like, yeah, the um general talking about MAGA, he's just really confused about us because we're risking our lives to give up our paradise and save his ass and all the people over in his country. And-
1: They want them, to kill them. Right,
0: and all of them want to kill us. And uh, when she says that, Maggie kind of gives a look. And then she goes on to say that they've lived out of the country for a little while. And quick pause, I thought that they was going to give us the scene that I've been begging them for the manga but you know i don't think we're getting those panels um i was really looking forward to it though
1: okay pause while you got first 48 going on in the background
0: so after hanji uh makes that comment it's kind of just tense again and then here come annie as, and it's just like one thing about this dinner um This Last Supper of sorts, they really, everybody was just going back and forth. Like, there was a lot of verbal sparring. So, Annie comes, and she's like, it hasn't even gotten quiet for real yet. Like, the crickets ain't started chirping. And she's like, can y'all do it? Like, for real? And then she asks Aaron's best friends, like, can y'all kill Aaron? And all of them are just looking at her like, Girl, you don't really have the right. Like,
1: well, first she asked him how they gonna stop him.
0: Well, she she's no, she said, can can they kill him first? Like, she was like, can you do it? And then that's when like Mikasa was talking about. uh, She's like, can can you you kill him? And then that's when Mikasa was talking about there are other ways to uh, stop Aaron other than killing him, and. Because when she when Annie acts of just up front, like Armin was looking dumbfounded and Connie just been over there mean mugging. And that's when it was up to Mikasa to be like, I mean, killing him is not our first option. Like it doesn't have to be. And that's when Annie started like making fun of her. Like, so what are you gonna do? Talk talk it out? Do you think if you could change the mind of somebody who wants to slaughter all of humanity? Like he's well, a genocidal. Um,
1: as we can see with dealing with Marley we couldn't reason with them, so.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's, and and it's absolutely true. Um, And it, but it also bears the question because of Annie asking who she's asking. Um, And like, she's, as she's asking them this, like, Armin's like, we don't know unless we try. And that's when Annie's like, then what? Like, after you try and it doesn't work, can you kill him? And she's like, are you allowed to think of him like an enemy? Like, can you really do that? And she comes to her conclusion, like, if the rest of us and Marley try to kill him, then y'all gonna end up trying to protect him. Like, I already know it. Like, this this is a waste of our time. And then she's like, because Mikasa's the leader out of everybody and she's also the closest to Aaron. So she's like, Annie's talking to Mikasa and she's like, You can't even imagine anything being more important than Aaron. Like, you're you don't have a heart for this. And when she says that, Mikasa's like, Oh, let's go. So, but she doesn't pull her blades out, but she's like in the action stance, she's triple threat. She's ready. And Annie's like, what's up? And she pulled her little ring out because that's what she does. So she's about to go off female tight, and we're about to have a rematch between the two. And everybody in the camp just looking back and forth between them, like they stuck. And Annie's like, okay, I'm I am i am not really about to do it. But I get you. Um, but I just want to stop airing for one reason. That's put my daddy back at home. And I need your help to do that. So whatever y'all got to do to stop Aaron is cool with me, but we shouldn't be fighting until now, until then, uh, after you try, when you try to protect him after I got to try to kill him. And when she says that, like Mikasa, they do a really close up on Makasa's eyes and I love the eye shots, but like, I really enjoy it. And Mikasa's like, you right. And she just turns her back to it. She ain't fucking with her. And that's when Hanji's like, yeah, it's cool. Food's ready. Time to eat.
1: Yeah, Hanji always trying to lighten the mood. But, I mean, if she doesn't, who will? So There's nobody. So after everybody has their food, um, they start discussing strategy. And Magus is being a dick, still drunk, Um you know, because Hanji's talking about how it should be a plane um, by the port so they can scout for Aaron, but they're limited on fuel. And his response is, of course, the Azuma beetles would, you know, betray us. And it's like, who are you? Who do you think that you are that, like, (laughs) it's, it's funny to your girl that you were literally trying, you were using Titans as weapons. You don't respect them. You discriminate against them. But then you think the other people who you have discriminated against in the past won't backstab you? Who do you think you are? America. So, exactly. And it really did not sit right with me because who you're a colonialist and you're a warmonger you don't get a say here you don't get to be the one that acts all high and mighty. like that's really disrespectful to me and so i was like you know you would have got to throw uh a knife to the neck by the end of the night if i was there because you got too much mouth on you to be a straggler still here
0: tomo because <laughs> <laughs> Mag definitely did deserve Somebody should've smacked him.
1: Like, the way Reiner got stomped out, McGaugh should've been got stomped out. Because you're talking too reckless. Well,
0: well, nah, but McGaugh, he did deserve that Reiner stomp out. That Reiner stomp out, that... Nah, that, that has something for me, he did.
1: Good. I mean, yes, that did, but I still think a, a kick to the face would've been done him well. Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe because when you taste tasting the blood in your mouth, you'll know how to shut the fuck up. <laughs>
0: when they was, sorry, about the Azambitos, when they was talking about how the, uh, with the airship and everything like that, and they're talking about auto the strategy, mm-hmm. um, the, and I, the first thing that came to my mind was the rumbling cam that I've been wanting, so I was really hopeful that we get that
1: <laughs> this episode but we did it. Okay. So, after that um strategy and you know they're like yeah that's what we got yelling at here for and they're like where he going and she was like why the fuck would i tell y'all if i even knew where he was going and he was like because your life depends on it i'm like girl the girl (laughs) who's been sending crystal for the last four years okay you got a lot of mouth too girl so um you know john and connie like she don't give a fuck like she want to die anyway but you know connie's like you know don't you care about your homeland too and then the whammy got dropped and you know <laughs> Peek and mcgaff been sitting on this one they like well <laughs> actually she's a marlene bastard too and then everybody like <gasps> how you not girl so you have been lying to us again
0: everybody
1: a lie. And I mean, she really just created her own little storyline. And I mean, it was working for her. So, you know, at that point, you know, the tables had got turned on her. She said, whoa, 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 reverse. Let me turn these tables back to y'all. She was like, because, you know, she was like, y'all talking about, you know, saving the world. But y'all got bodies on y'all hands. And then she went around the campfire pointing out everybody. Um, body count and you know what that was probably the best part of this episode because the people in this in this forest needed to be read for feel because you need to understand you know how you contribute to this and how no one has their hands clean in this at all and so I mean of course the PRD people are not warmongers and they're not as big of a threat as, you know, I feel like they were more so protecting themselves than they were looking for people to harm. So I guess that's the difference there, but then that's just their situation at that point, because we don't know if they did know about the outside world, what would they have done, so.
0: See, I don't, I don't really know what the parody folk would have done if they were in the Marlins positions, but it was just really um, kind of rude how Yelena was going about everything, um, I think. Because when she was going through their body counts, like, I mean, aside from the fact that she's pet and peak the whole time, like when she's going through their body counts, like it's like she was just being like intentionally messy. like.
1: Like, I wouldn't say messy's the word.
0: <laughs> I mean, she—it was, was all used to stir up drama.
1: But was it the drama had already been started? I
0: mean, yeah, like the the drama had already been started. But you know, like two people beefing, and then you got somebody over there instigating in the corner. Like y'all know, um, playing
1: the instigation Olympics. Uh, I wouldn't call it instigation. It. It's calling people to the carpet, and it is, I guess, making people like, you know, let's even the playing field here because it's like, well, you did this, well, you did that, and you did this, and it's like, okay, you know, we all did something. And you know, I don't think it was messy, or I feel like if anything, it furthered the story along because how are we gonna work together? And it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like okay, anything, like John said, you know thanks, you did a good job, you know, bringing this to everybody's attention, and then, when she was like, but also, but Marco, now that, (laughs) that (laughs) but I feel like that was like the icing on the cake, because she was basically like, did you ever get answers for that? And, you know, (laughs) Annie's been asleep for four years, so they didn't get no answers for that, and Annie was up here, you know, kicking it with Armin and Connie at the little festival and stuff, and it's like, let's get the truth out. Because y'all did come over here acting like y'all were friends and y'all were not. Like y'all haven't been genuine since the day that y'all stepped foot on this island. So let's let's talk about it.
0: See, when John said thank you, I felt like he was being more of a smart ass to Yana than he was like, I mean, I feel like it was an actual thanks in some ways. And I feel like because he was being a smart ass, that's when she was like, Oh yeah, I got this big joker for you.
1: I, I can see that, but I don't... I think John is a smart ass in general. And I don't think... I think he was genuine when he said thank you. I mean, how he said it. And she's still an enemy. So it's not like, you like, oh, thank you, Yelena. But I do think he was, you know, serious in why he thanked her. But... I mean... I lost my... I time. Don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just don't think it was intentionally messy more so like you know let's clear the air up in here because now like you know i because she like everybody looking at me like i'm the bad guy when all y'all motherfuckers the bad guys the fuck
0: see <laughs> she went full gossip girl
1: but it's like she's right <laughs> i'm not the i'm not the only one that's a bad person here like come on
0: see like she distracted from the whole conversation though because but did she though or no. did she bring it full circle like they up here trying to figure out where Aaron going, where that way they could do what they got to do.
1: They still talking. They wasn't gonna figure that out overnight. Next, come on. I mean, that they, they still got to meet up with the
0: Azubitos, which is like five hours away. So, like they they wasn't gonna figure that out overnight. But they was they was on their way to figuring out the strategy. They wasn't. They literally
1: just started. Well, yeah, because she was supposed to help. But she she just, but don't... she already said, if I didn't know, why would I tell you? And you keep on pressuring her, talking about her life on the line. She don't give a fuck about that. So it's like, really just let her die. But y'all don't want to because I still think y'all gonna get something out of it. And she said, oh, okay, I'm gonna give you something. And if I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna let's call this shit out. If I'm gonna
0: help you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the you the say my piece.
1: I do it. I, I'm gonna say my piece. <laughs>
0: You know, when I was watching this scene, I was like, oh, that's what Yelma's been here for the whole time.
1: <laughs>
0: like, that's her purpose. She apparently is the uh, world's best historian. She knows everybody business.
1: I mean, that's where her job was. Like, the intel. Espionage.
0: Like, It was crazy. <laughs> like.
1: I loved it. I lived for it. I said, yes, let's read these motherfuckers for filth.
0: No, nah, I did I did thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Her best scene, chef's kiss.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after, you know, this happened and she brought up Marco and she's like, you know, did she ever get the truth from that? And then, you know, everybody looking like, oh, fuck. And Annie starts to say, you know, she took up Marco's ODM gear and that's how he got eaten by a Titan. And then, you know, Reiner cut her off and was like, she was following my orders. And I was like, oh, God, now you want to take some accountability. <laughs> and, you know, he starts detailing what happened and, you know, how he overheard. And then John's like, what were his last words? And he was just like his last words were, we haven't even talked about this. And he was like, we he was right. We hadn't even talked about this. And, you know, he was like, I forgot. I didn't even realize what had happened. And I killed a titan that ate him. And I'm...
0: Time out. Time out. Because the amount of time that passed before, between or that they alluded to passing between him telling about Marco and then him going back. Like, I was upset. Like, he didn't have to... I'm lost. Because, like, when, like, you know how he start talking talk about the last words, when they panned up and mm-hmm. I guy had looked like it changed colors or something like that. And they were like, it's not too late to start talking or whatnot. And we sitting around here eating. And then it's like, at least the way I read, read it, watched it, read it and watched it, it felt like some time had passed between um, them telling the story about Marco and...
1: John asking his last words?
0: No, after. Um, when when Reiner starts getting all, oh, after I watched it, e- I wonder yeah. what happened, and then I went to go kill the Titan. Mm,
1: I didn't feel like that. But, um, you know, him, I'm sorry, and don't forgive me. And it's like, I feel like John was, you know, trying to cut him off before he got angrier. And you know, Reiner kept on with the self-pity and was like, don't forgive me. And I'm like, nigga, who forgave you? The fuck? Like stuff <laughs> came out of nobody's mouth. Like, okay. And then John, you know, telling him to stop. And then John jumped up. Jumped up. And I was just like, oh my God. And you know, the fact they put it in slow motion was hilarious. Cause you can like see. You know his facial expression the anguish in his face as he's reaching for reiner and especially when you see how far apart they actually are in the circle that was like wow because so it's like and no point did anybody jump up with john and try to stop him no, no
0: that that's the it felt like john was like at first reiner gets some therapy and then reiner kept talking to john was like i'm gonna give you some therapy
1: not and- for real and he even knocked some of the stool over. At first, I had to watch it three times to see what actually fixed. At first, I thought like blood had came out before John had yeah. hit him. And so I was like, what was that? And I was like, oh, he knocked the stool over. Damn. I'm like, uh, after you just asked us about. And so. <laughs> he said, fuck that second bowl. He, you know, went straight and started punching Reiner. And I thought like it was gonna be a punch here, punch there, but like started going ham on that main face. And I was just like, well, he's a Titan, so he'll recover. But the fact that he got like four or five punches in before Connie and Armin actually pulled him off. And then when they pulled him off, he started kicking <laughs> this man, <stomping laughs> this man. I was like, oh my God. I mean, not that it wasn't deserved, but it was just like, he ain't, like, first of all, John Bigger than both Armin and Connie. So the fact that y'all both on him, trying to hold him back, he was like, let me use my feet now. And I was just like, <laughs> he, he still kicked Gabby, and you know, that's the only reason why he stopped. And I was like, you deserve that kick too, boo. Um, <laughs> yes. You're, you're trying to jump the team fucked
0: them kids. Especially I mean, if part of this about Sasha this
1: episode exactly and it's one of those things that you know when you're in wrong folks business you you grown now so you out here with the wrong folks i mean you just got kicked like a grown man so i mean sorry to that girl but you <laughs> it's not like you didn't deserve at least one kick especially for sasha that was for sasha if anything oh, okay. and so you know once he kicked gabby he stopped but gabby you know she got down on her knees and asked John for forgiveness, even though she said she did. And she was like, "I don't really have the right to even ask you this, but you know, can you please help us?" And it, that was kind of interesting to me too, because I'm just like, "Why do they owe you? Why do you think that they should help you?" Not saying that Aaron killing people ain't bad, but it's just like you have more to gain from this than we do, you know. And so it's just like you're appealing to their humanity. one and they appealed to yours and you had none. So it's just interesting how them tables turn. Yeah, that definitely so, was. hmm And so John, you know, after they like, please, please, uh uh Falco and Gabby taking turns saying, please, and <laughs> you know, I Reiner, I mean not Reiner, but John, you know. He just had a lot to think about because he just got a lot on his mind. So of course he walked away. He's like John, where are you going? And I'm like, he's obviously not going that far, guys. Like, give him some space and stuff. And so, um, Gabby's like, it doesn't matter because he walked away. But you know, before all this, she was just like, we only did this. We came to parody. We, you know, attacked y'all, island devils, because we wanted the rest of the world to forgive us. And you know, basically like we kill y'all hopefully everybody else will be like okay we'll leave the rest of these guys alone and it was interesting seeing Magga's face during this time once he heard Gabby talk because I think this is the first time he's realizing the effect that this has on children that he sent to war you know he sent Reiner and them and you no know, Gabby and them like you know she's 12 and the fact that she's the only reason why she's doing this is because she wants to be Treated better, and she want to have a better life for herself. And it was never about these island devils, but you know, it was just they were scapegoats and stuff like that. And so it was interesting seeing Mac's face because it's like for the first time he's trying to show some sympathy and trying to like, I guess, console her. But it's just like that's not your place. You're the abuser.
0: Yeah, he couldn't even really like when he was just reaching out. I was just like. Hey.
1: Mm-hmm. and then of course they woke my boo levi up and he was like you guys are too damn noisy <laughs> and then i'm like of course because it was so funny how they kept on painting to levi and i'm like he's still asleep uh <laughs> it's like like i to him like he's gonna contribute to this conversation but i mean i guess they wanted to let us know that he was still asleep so after levi is awake you know john is shown in the woods covering his ears again and so, I'm just like, hmm, interesting.
0: Yeah, I felt sorry for our boy. Because mm-hmm. John he, John was clearly going through a lot this episode. Like, I was talking about at the beginning. But, like, the fact that he went, he hid, and had to go cry, and he even forgot his second bowl that Hunter tried to make sure he had. Like, it was just all very sad, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess he spent the night like that. Um, because the next thing we see is him waking uh, Gabby up. And she's like, he's like, it's time to go. She's like, oh, wait, you're, you're actually going to help us. Because she was so distraught, thinking she had run him off or something. And then he goes and wakes primer up. And he's like, <laughs> your injuries healed a long time ago. Get your ass up. No, for real.
1: Andy. get up, lazy.
0: <laughs> hey, Ron just looking so pathetic, but like that scene, that scene tickled me. Oh, uh, so after that, they start heading to the harbor, and I'm they're in these carts, and I'm just like, why did they put John in this cart out of all the carts? Because you put him in here with everybody doing wrong him, except for Falco because they got him in the car back there with Gabby Falco, right next to Reiner and across from Annie. After they just talked about uh, killing or hurting, just killing Marco, like, I don't know why they put my ass back here, but he's apologizing to Gabby, and he's like, but not you, Reiner. Fuck you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: <laughs> I really just enjoyed the Reiner abuse, but it's not too um, late or not too long before um, the stallion titan pulls up and they're like oh shoot she came back what's going on and then Pete comes out of her titan and she lets them know that the Jaegers Nazis have taken over the port and they took a train to get there um, in order that way they beat them there and you just see all of the Jaegers taking over and lined up doing their thing and then it all fades out with a uh, flock bitch ass um, standing over missiles and veto with a gun, looking like he about to harm her. And I'm just like, oh my God, we still got to deal with these dudes? Why <laughs> he
1: still got a gun, man? <laughs> Why nobody ain't shot him?
0: See, the only reason he has a gun is because that's the only way he can rule. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody listening to him if he doesn't. if Without the threat of their life being on the line. Nobody's giving a fuck what that boy got to say. And I'm just, I'm just worried about Miss House will be Vito. Like, I don't, I don't know.
1: Mm, I feel like next episode, somebody gonna come save her.
0: Did you see that in the
1: previews? No, of course not. Because why are they sure <laughs> that in the previews?
0: <laughs> I, I feel like she she might get away because uh, in the previews did see somebody working through a window. So I don't know. Oh. oh man, I think I just had a flashback um, from, when I, from when I read from when I read the manga. Uh, well, do you want
1: to get into that?
0: Yeah, let's get into the manga.
1: Okay. Do you notice any differences?
0: Um, most of the differences I noticed were wording, but then I've also realized that the translation mm-hmm. is
1: a little bit different. You're far away. I, oh,
0: okay. One of the um, differences I, I realized was wording. Um, mm-hmm. But then I've also realized that the translations are different because, like, and I've seen some people talk about this, like when the dub um, version comes out from the sub, like the words are completely different than like the closed captions. Um, and it sometimes gives the scenes a little bit of a different meaning, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I did see that, and I guess the English translations uh, can be just a little bit different, perceived differently. Uh, they're were a couple, like the scenes mainly, it was still mainly panel for panel for what was that? Chapter 127. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what I really liked um, with the manga in comparison to the anime um, this week was like just the the drawings kind of gave it more, um, it it really gave it a different meaning in some ways than uh, the anime. What else you...
1: Mm, Pretty much the same. Well, like certain things, like, for example, you know how I said, like, in the campfire, they looked further away from each other. Mm -hmm. Um, On the anime, like, the circle was bigger, the fire was closer to Hanji, um, but, like, on the manga, they seem way closer than they did in the um, anime. So that was something that um, I noticed.
0: Yeah, they they did. Also, I think Annie and, um, like, Annie looked less homely in the manga than she did in the uh, anime. But not only Annie. Um, huh? Like, in the anime, Annie looks very homely. In the manga, she looks a little bit She's more homely. She is and should have been, but in the manga, she does not look the same. That's what I'm saying. Um, mm. Like, none of them look as much as what they've been through in the manga than they did, and as they do in the anime. Mm, I
1: disagree
0: with you on that. Mm. <laughs> But I do have a question. It's not totally manga-related uh, or something not manga-related at all because it's consistent among. An but do you have any idea why Pete decided to stay in her Titan
1: form? I think it's more so for protection purposes because she's the only Titan that can be a Titan and, you know, act like a dog and chill and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, in the instance that somebody finds them or something like that they want somebody to be in titan form and she's the best person to be um, that would be my guess
0: okay. I'm just like my girl ain't getting no dinner like, and I know she can stay in her titan form for months at a time and titans really don't get hungry because they're light as air unless you're a nine wielder but um it it just kind of concerned me. Or not concerned me. I was just kind of curious about it. Especially since we see her uh, driving the Titan like a whip now. So, like, uh, I don't know. And, and it's kind of funny. You said that she could be in a Titan form like a dog. Because when yelling, her, her eyes kind of rolled back a little bit. And she She's went,
1: ignorant. But, yeah, also, and I think because she can... If she does get out of her titan form, she's leaving a carcass essentially or some bones and you don't want to leave evidence of you hiding. So True, true. There is that. And since so she can pop in and pop out when she wants to, I mean, what's the point? <laughs>
0: uh, I hope she got her bone suit. I mean,
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what <laughs> is your surprise of the week?
0: Um my surprise of the week is that John went as hard at Reiner as he did. Um, I didn't expect the whole Marco situation to come up just so random. Um so you know,
1: I actually I did when they showed him
0: in the beginning.
1: No, like when they showed him in the um the flashback with the people you know looking down on them and they show Marco looking specifically where John looking and thinking about Marco I felt like he was going to show up again.
0: See I felt like I mean I get that but also like because they were showing like all the scouts that all of them lost right and you know Marco is John's reason why you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so it. <sighs>
1: And that's why I felt like he was gonna come back up because this was a John episode and he was specific to John. All
0: right. I just thought that that was like, his convincing. Cause when uh, Hanju was like, oh yeah, all of these people, like they wouldn't say, all the people that we lost, they wouldn't say that genocide and saving the island is all that we should focus on. So I, I, it just wasn't expected to me. Uh, to see see how it transpired the way it did, and then to see him just lighten the rider like that, like it was just it was like oh okay, I enjoyed it, but not for John's mental health. How about you?
1: Mm, probably the Annie versus Mikasa, like Mikasa, you know, pulling out the claws and being like, "You want to go, bitch," and <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, okay." Because, you know, not that she, she's calm. She has a calm uh, demeanor overall. But, you know, when it comes to Aaron, <laughs> baby's ready to tussle. And <laughs> so it was just like, I don't know. I guess I wasn't expecting it at this point because, you know, we haven't reached Aaron. We haven't even left hiding. So it's just like, you know, like, why are you, why are you ready to tussle? So that was a surprise for me. Cause she was like, you know, you ain't gonna, you know, let Aaron go and then boom capes out.
0: Yeah, that was kind of fun. Cool, fun. I was I was kind of uh, wondering if we get Annie versus Mikasa part two, um, because there hasn't been a clear winner in those fights. Mm-hmm. Not like there's a clear winner in that Aaron versus Reiner fights or John versus Reiner fights apparently. Um, so I was kind of wondering if we get that because I mean, I'd like to see it.
1: Mm, sounds like some fan fiction, but <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything else about this episode?
1: Mm-mm.
0: mm so, Do you uh, have
1: any predictions?
0: Oh, predictions. I don't think my prediction is that I don't think we'll get the rumble. Oh, no, no. My prediction is that we'll get the rumbling cam at the very end of next week's episode. Okay.
1: Um,
0: because I need it. And Attack of Height has been giving me what I need. So I think that it, it'll come true, finally.
1: Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> Um, for my predictions, I think the guys are going to get to tussling with Flock. Um, I don't think Flock will die next episode because I feel like he's a cockroach who mm-hmm. refuses to die. But I do feel like it's going to be a standoff again. And hopefully, they have a good strategy on how to get Mrs. Um, Azumabito safely. And also get to the ship and go look for
0: Aaron. Do you think Flock will die?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, because he's not the main villain. So he has to die before the main villain does.
0: True, true, true. Who knew we were rooting for the main villain the whole time?
1: Right, when your protagonist and your antagonist the same people. Spider Man's looking back at each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is kind of funny that Aaron has exactly what he hates or hated uh, when we first started off.
1: I feel like just because he didn't know.
0: Yeah. Or did he?
1: I mean future Aaron did, yes. (laughs) Baby wannabe scout Aaron did. Cause I mean, would you have known that your mom was gonna be crunched in front of you? You know, you would have saw that one coming. Like, "Hey, mom, come with us, move to the left." You know, something.
0: <laughs> I mean, in the flat circle time of things, maybe adult Aaron or baby Aaron, or he's like, "This is gonna be the motivation we need." Let it happen.
1: Well, true, true. <laughs> Do you have a point?
0: <laughs> because adult Aaron don't give no fucks. Speaking of adult Aaron and going back to like random times uh, in the Attack on Titan uh, episodes where he could have popped up just randomly and whatnot. So, uh, and the meme, and it was funny because, and I was reminded of this because earlier when you said that John was married to a Picasso lookalike, the meme where um, John compliments her hair and then mm-hmm. uh, adult errors behind Aaron telling him, that he should tell Mikasa to cut it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about that week <laughs> about uh a long hair
1: Mikasa look alike. Yeah. Yes, it was. That's and I even when I I didn't even realize it until I watched it the second time. And I said, is this look like a Mikasa? And because at first when I watched it, I didn't realize it was John until after it cut to the next scene with him in the basement in the, on the bed. So, when I watched it again, that's when I was looking because I was like, what? And then I was like, he's so not even in your dreams, you're still thinking about somebody else, <laughs> girl. It's <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> you're in the friend zone. <laughs>
0: oh, he's in the friend zone so hard. And that's just his, his love.
1: I mean, they both gonna be a uh, die alone. Cause neither one give who they want, but you know that's oh not God. for us to discuss. But do you have anything else? Nah, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um. So where can the people find you? Uh,
0: you can find me at Chuck underscore May underscore um, on all platforms that I want you to find me. For. How about you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Primayana. And you can find me on my other podcast called Kinda Complicated, and Kinda is spelled K-I-N-D-A, because we black.
0: Wait, so do people
1: not know maybe, that? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody might think Kinda of Complicated, and so I wanted to put <laughs> oh. emphasis on that because when I thought about it, I said hmm, some people might not know how Kinda is spelled.
0: If they don't know how Kinda is spelled, I'm not sure they're listening. They probably tune me that. You're or more right. than right. your target audience for that podcast
1: you're you're correct but sometimes people like to you know step outside their comfort zone so i mean most people who listen to this podcast are is probably black or a person of color but if you're white thanks for sticking with us <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you white please email us
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes if you're white email us at <laughs>
0: black on Titan, aot at gmail.com um Everybody want to get
1: a survey of all the white people. I'll follow y'all that may listen to this. <laughs> no,
0: like seriously. Um, if you're a white fan, you're I'm your biggest fan.
1: Um, no, so I'm not going to tell you that podcast. because we're not going to celebrate the milk. But, you know, <laughs> if you stuck around this long, I don't know if you're glutton for punishment or what. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm your
0: biggest fan because I'm rooting for you. I am rooting for you.
1: I'm rooting for you to be the best white person you can be and encourage other white people to be better as well.
0: Yes, that's the best way you can be an ally. You heard it here 1st
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not the first time they've heard it, but yeah. they, like John's back, closed their ears, so. Oh. But we're going to stop fucking with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: don't hide from the eyes of racism, please.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: don't forget to rate us, review us, Five stars if you're not a flock
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but yeah uh, we'll catch you all next week
1: oh and happy Women's History Month oh
0: yes definitely happy Women's History Month thank you shout out to all the queens and
1: mm-hmm.
0: princesses and all y'all um, shout out to all the women listeners if you're a woman listener email us too
1: okay that's, that's going to be a lot of emails so <laughs> If you a woman listener, tweet me and say, "Hey, boo." <laughs>
0: uh, right. Peace.
1: We out.